She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm Sarah Gorski, and I'm here today with a good friend of mine, Mr. Michael Kuchak. Michael is, uh, I call him Mike, but when you look him up on IMDb, look him up by Michael, and he is a brilliant filmmaker and collaborator. Mike, Tell the listeners a little bit about you. Like, what should they know about you before digging into this episode? I'm the uh, writer, director, and editor of a film called Death Metal that is uh, almost out of post by now and should be uh, released by the end of the year. And it's uh, Death Metal is heavily influenced by Italian giallo films, or gialli, I should say. For that reason, it's uh, you know, our, the subject of our podcast today is near and dear to my heart. Uh, she has had a very direct impact on this first film of mine. And uh, I'm also the writer and producer of a movie called In the Shadows, with which I worked with a certain someone that we all know. <laughs> Could it be me? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a producer on a film called Cursed for right now that we're looking to start shooting in Canada in the summertime. And you also have like an extremely long storied history of many other projects that you've been involved with too. So it's not just the, these are just the three current ones that, that, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff are, going on, but <laughs> those are kind of headlines. Well, Mike, I'm really excited for you to talk with me and with our audience today. And I know that you brought someone I know literally nothing about. I'm a huge fan of the horror genre, but I am mm-hmm. not nearly as well learned as you are. And I haven't watched nearly as many. And I don't even know that I could name you a single one. What did you say that genre was called? Giallo. Giallo. Okay, so first of all, what is that genre? Yeah, just just to kind of give like a and, and again, I'm not going to try to posit myself as a film historian or a, uh, a learned expert or even an Italian person, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but there is I I I have a deep love for a very specific type of horror movie. Uh, they're made in Italy called Giallo or Gialli, I should say is the plural and very specifically uh, the Gialli that were being made from the late 60s through about the end of the 80s and uh, mm. Daria Nicolati was an integral part of making that era of Italian horror filmmaking as special as it is. Wow. Are you going to talk more about the style and stuff later or can, should we talk more about that now? The wonderful thing about Daria and uh, I'm going to go on a first name basis just because Nicolati is a longer word so Daria Nicolati, <laughs> that's your broad today right Daria yes Nicolati. and uh gialli are uh they're basically uh suspense movies uh giallo is just uh italian for yellow and mm. the term comes from uh basically their pulp novels that were being uh published in like the 30s through you know 40s 50s xyz and Gialli were, uh, you know, these very lurid, like murder mysteries and, you know, uh, just genre type stuff. It was basically the Italian version of uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Hmm. There was one publisher called uh, Maltadori, I think it was, and they uh, they always had yellow covers. That's what it is. Oh. So, it, so it became like kind of a shorthand for like, you know, kind of like how we use Pulp Fiction 
for you know kind of like suspense thriller action you know there's always like you know some some dude with a gun on the cover or like a woman being like ah you know it's a you danger mystery suspense drama like hitchcockian like kind of like the precisely i'm murder mysteries you know stuff like that so in the 50s, uh, they started making films that were in that style, uh, either as direct adaptations of some of the more uh, the better known stories, or else just movies that are kind of like in that style of of storytelling. And mm. just as a shorthand, they were calling the films Gialli 2, even though there was nothing, the, the one sheets weren't yellow or anything like that. But they were like recognized by all people, so that, that just kind of carried over for the genre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of a shorthand for a type of genre of storytelling. I, I, I again, exactly like Pulp Fiction. When you say Pulp Fiction, are you talking about the Tarantino or the genre of Pulp? Fiction? I'm talking about the genre of you know <laughs> just the idea of for in the 30s and 40s and kind of sort of into the 50s that you had the, these kind of lurid thriller thriller type genre stories that were being published and they they were just kind of like the uh, uh, popular entertainment of the day. Gotcha. You know, uh, and, and again, it's always like two-fisted here, you know, detectives, you know, femme fatales, you know, there's nothing boring about these stories. They yanked out everything but the the good stuff. The, the early ones from the 50s, they were taking their cue from American film noir, and they were also kind of drawing on, um, there's a style of German films called Creamy that uh, K-R-I-M-I, and it, again, they were kind of like very expressionistic. I mean, there are a lot of, of filmmakers who are just kind of like pumping these things out. And the one of the first filmmakers to really kind of carve out a distinctive voice was a guy named Mario Bava, who's kind of generally recognized as the godfather of, of Giallo. Uh, mm. So it's it's like, you know, uh, the more famous filmmakers are all I, either they worked with him or they learned from him or they're directly influenced by him. And in fact, Daria starred in Mario Bava's very last film before he passed away. Oh, Mario is literally the most Italian name, I think. Like when I think of Italian names. If you're thinking about either Italians or plumbers <laughs> or Italian plumbers, Mario <laughs> Mario is the first name that leaps to mind. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and again, I, I'm not a super duper like academic film expert but i do love these movies enough to have just kind of absorbed like a a degree of knowledge of where they've come from what was going on with them you know la 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 daria so these films are kind of they're they're being made they're just being pumped out bava kind of starts as a director he starts carving out a vision and he becomes an influential enough filmmaker that he kind of spawns like kind of a wave of other directors who would also go on to kind of carve out very very distinctive visions amongst these people was daria nicolati our broad yes daria was born in florence in 1950 and she came from a very long line of artists uh she like her upbringing was completely within a very cultured and well-educated and and artistic family for instance her grandfather was a composer named alfredo casella alfredo is also a very italian name (laughs) yes and if we're gonna go super 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 way back his grandfather. So the grandfather of Daria's grandfather was friends with Niccolo Paganini. Whoa! So that that's as far back as as this family is going in terms of yeah uh, their, why their is interest. Pa- why is Paganini a familiar? Was he that an opera composer? 
He was a uh, composer and a violinist. Ah. Uh, and uh, Paganini was so was so talented that it was rumored that he had sold his soul to the devil in exchange for his talent. <laughs> was it like printed in the paper about him? That's so funny. It, it, it was uh, enough of a rumor that I think it actually gave him some some hassle in his life. And that was her great 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 grandfather. No, so Casella is Daria's grandfather, and Casella's grandfather hung out with Paganini. Oh, hung so, out. Like, okay. Yeah, so they were friends. Yeah, so Casella, uh, he, uh, her grandfather, uh, he marries a pianist named Avon Muller uh, Loeb, Lieb? Uh, how do you pronounce that? L-O-E-B. I think it's Lieb if it's German, right? God, uh, yes. And um, anyway, so we're talking about uh, life under the Italian fascist regime. And mm. it turns out that uh, Ivan was in fact Jewish. And oh. um, there was a moment in which uh, Casella was apparently uh, looked upon favorably by Mussolini's regime. Uh, and he was, he was given basically an inside tip that the fascists were on their way over to get her. And so oh. they had to yeah. flee into the night and uh, stay with friends and uh, until the whole thing blew over. Uh, but it was, oh. you know, so th- this is like kind of the, the life, the dinner table conversation of this family. It's just like, you know, uh, gra- their grandfather, you know, Daria's grandfather is a famous composer, but they're also dealing with like this kind of the, the violence of the fascists, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, her father is a lawyer and her mother, Fulvia was a scholar of Italian of ancient languages. So she's growing up in Florence and in an interview, Daria says her family had a wonderful collection of modern art. Uh, So Mm -hmm. like she had a, or she grew up in a house where uh, they have a Picasso hanging on the wall. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, and uh, she described it as um, I saw an interview in which she described it as uh, I grew up in a house, like a library or a museum. So it's like, so from day one, you know, her grandfather is this famous composer. Her, her grandmother is a pianist. Her mother is uh, studying ancient languages and they're collecting art. So it's just like, you know, this is her upbringing. This is her childhood. Uh, she decides that she is going to act. She's going to be an actress. And so <laughs> in the sixties, she moves to Rome to pursue a career in acting. And she's doing a lot of stage and TV work. She's in a ton of Italian TV. Uh, in fact, she was in a she was in an Italian TV show that ran for like six episodes until it got pulled down by the censors because it was so racy. And uh, racy? the name of it, yeah, the name of it escapes you. But like, I, I mean, at the time, it was giving the censors a bad case of the parole clutching. So like, she <laughs> so. It, it got yanked off the air and her uh, career of being a TV star got kind of, kind of cut off at the moment, but you know, but I, you know, she's, she's just kind of in the Roman scene of, you know, artists, actors. She's in a lot of TV. She's doing the entire thing. And in that time, she has a brief marriage with a sculptor named Mario Soroli. They married in 1971. They split up in 1974 and they have a daughter, Anna. And uh, sadly, Anna would uh, go on to, she died in a car accident in 1994. Oh, no. Yes. So, uh, anyway. Does that end up being her only daughter? No. uh, Daria Nicolati is also the mother of Asia Argento. Oh, spoiler alert. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, going back a little bit to uh, Gialli, she does this movie called Property is No Longer a Theft. And apparently that brings her enough attention that uh, filmmakers are looking at her as uh, for, for starring roles. Yeah. And kind of almost at the exact same time, a guy named Dario Argento was at the time a young filmmaker. And he had done a, a couple other movies before this, but he did a giallo called uh, The Bird with a Crystal Plumage, which becomes like kind of one of the seminal films in this cycle of movies. And it blew everybody's fucking minds at the time. But when it first came out, it, it, the critics hated it. It was a flop. Huh. Da, 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 da. And so, but I mean, out of desperation, there was like, a, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to start showing this around the country in different theaters and hopefully eventually someone likes it. And two of the uh, cities that they play it in is Florence and Rome. Daria sees it when it, when it's running and she's like, wow, that's a really cool movie. So <laughs> she's actively, she, so she, she really likes Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Mm-hmm. And it's successful enough, thanks to that run, that Dario is able to get an, another Giallo movie made. And in this case, it's called Deep Red. Deep Red is, I mean, if you're unfamiliar with the genre or slashers movies as a whole, it's its kind of like if you were going to sit down and, and start to study Giallo, uh, Gialli movies, I would start with Deep Red. It's one of the seminal movies of of. These, this type of film mm. it's like i would start with i would start with deep red i would go back to bird with a crystal plumage but i like deep red more because daria is in it but anyways spoiler <laughs> alert but anyway so here's the thing is the script is sent to her and daria uh is of course like oh yeah the guy who made birth with the, with the crystal plumage uh, yes absolutely so she goes in she auditions uh and in her interview she said she was up against everybody cool she shit. was up against a ton of actresses and uh, he picks her. And they hadn't met before at this point. No. She liked his movies, but but he doesn't know who the fuck she is. Outside the fact that she's super talented. Right. right. So, anyway, so anyways, she uh, in approaching the role, she says that uh, what she decided in, in uh, property, uh, the movie that she had done before this, uh, she was very uh, she described the role as being very, very sexy and very vampy. And in this one, she uh, she took a different energy she's uh, like a masculine energy so she cuts her hair oh and, and she does like a lot of like kooky stuff in the movie like she you know she like arm wrestles people and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um she said that at the time she would as a tool she would load into her performances she would draw something from the director so uh for instance when she was acting in property uh the director of that film uh told her a story about a woman that he knew who had like very piercing eyes and so she was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna bring that into the role and when she was working with argento uh you know she said that you know he's very frenetic kind of a guy he moves his hands around a lot Uh, she described him as as being like an elf so (laughs) so so she uh she was like you know this very uh uh, uh, masculine very forward very frenetic like like kind of a frenetic person and it's a wonderful wonderful role i mean she is absolutely wonderful in this movie i i i I love deep red mostly for daria i gotta watch it it's on my it's on my must watch list now well here's the thing too is not only does she get cast in this role she kind of carves out this for what at the time was a very unique role for the cinema of the moment but uh she immediately starts talking to their set designer because uh as she describes in interviews 
she um she knows that Dario was uh, you know he was a very talented filmmaker but he was like a, a guy of pure cinema like he didn't have a lot of um culture so much uh i i guess i guess for, for for lack of a better term so i mean because because of her deeply artistic background she started taking him to um art exhibits galleries uh she started drawing and, and she was working with uh, their set designer a guy named uh, giuseppe bassan and together uh they drew uh, you know, they, they crafted out the look of deep red which is drawing influences from uh, art deco and a german expressionist painter named uh, oscar kokosha Wow. And uh, this look would kind of define how Argento's films are known for that that period of time. Uh, so she kind of created this look working with the set designer. I'm not saying that that he didn't bring anything to the table, but it's like you know we're talking about an actress who like okay I've got the role now let's talk about how, how we're going to make this film right. It's like I mean it's it's yeah. cool it's interesting yeah so uh, and in fact there is an early scene in Deep Red where they basically just stick edward hopper's nighthawks on the screen like the uh, like they, they walk into this this kind of plaza and there's a diner over there and it's like oh shit that's nighthawks over there <laughs> i'm like googling pictures of it right now like pictures from the movie and it is like very striking uh that's the work of argento and, uh, and there's a it, creepy it's, doll is there a, there's a creepy doll huh oh yeah and in fact uh weirdly enough that doll was made by oh god what was the guy's name it escapes me but I, I i just remember that the doll nobody wanted argento to stick that crazy doll into the movie and he was just like no i've got to get this doll i've got to get this doll so he <laughs> hired this guy and that guy would go on to uh he's creator of et Oh my he, he, god! Yeah, he, 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 move, he moves to America, wins two Oscars, and he makes ET. So it's like <laughs> amazing. So Deep I'm Red wo- is a huge success then. Yeah, uh, and in fact, uh, one of uh, Daria's castmates on Deep Red is a guy named uh, Gabrielle uh, Lavia, who was a theater director that she had worked with while she was working in stage. So um, mm. she's not like just an actress showing up, just doing the role, and then cashing her check and leaving. Like she, she's like grabbing in this movie with both hands yeah right? she was like invested in it like was she is she listed as like a producer on it or not really no kind no, of no, like no behind the scenes really kind of yeah yeah it, it, it's it's very much her behind that and she she also mentioned that like um a lot of actors had a hard time working with argento because he wouldn't give them a lot of information he, he would just mm. yell at them he, he, he was just <laughs> like yeah so however I love that <laughs> So I've heard, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she said that, uh, she never had a problem with him. And, uh, I, I would only have to guess it's because she would show up like kind of w- with these big, strong choices in such a way that like his only response would be like, I, or, well, yeah, sure. Do that. You know, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. So deep red is a massive success for these guys. And, uh, along the way in the course of, uh, making the film and thereafter, uh, Argento and, uh, Daria fall in love mm. and they get married. Wow. And so they go on a honeymoon across Europe okay. and they're going out of their way, looking for haunted places to <laughs> hang out. Like a normal couple does. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> normal honeymoon activities. <laughs> While they're on this honeymoon, Daria tells Argento a story that her grandmother, Yvonne, had told her. Yvonne had told Daria when she was a little girl, Yvonne, that uh, she had been sent off to uh, an artistic academy in Germany. And uh, while she was there, 
there were rumors that the women who ran this place were witches. Oh. And, and Yvonne said that she had an encounter with the supernatural. Uh, I, I, I have no idea what it was. But it's like, you know, <laughs> but she had an encounter with the supernatural that's, that frightened her so much that she left the academy. So uh, Daria is telling Argento the story that her grandmother had told her. And in the course of that honeymooner, it's like, you know, that would actually be kind of a cool movie. That'd be kind of cool. Like uh, an academy run by witches. Yeah, that's cool. So the two of them start working on the screenplay for Suspiria. Oh, it becomes Suspiria. (laughs) And it's based on this story from Yvonne. uh, And... Daria is drawing inspiration from fairy tales and uh, Argento, what he wants to do, he, he wants to kind of craft it around. He had read an essay uh, called, uh, by a guy named Thomas De Quincey called uh, Suspiria de Profundis, uh, which kind of uh, uh, refers to humanity's sufferings as these kind of three metaphorical mothers, you know, kind of the same way that we might refer to like the four horsemen of death, right. Mm. Or, or uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's like for him, it's like the three mothers, you know, of tears, sighs and shadows. Right. So yeah. in this case, it's Suspiria. So the idea being like, Hey, let's make a movie where it's like the, these witches are kind of that they, they, they represent uh, the, the, the troubles of humanity let's say mm-hmm. so anyway so uh daria is writing the screenplay and the original idea was that uh kind of like you know in the same way that avon was a little girl when she had this experience in germany as a child um the characters are going to be like little kids they're going to be like eight ten years old and uh their financing is just like they're reading the screenplay. It's like, no fucking way. Are we putting children on that set? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, if you haven't seen it, I like people get chopped up and murdered with barbed wire and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like, no, we're not putting 10 year old girls on this set. That's nuts. So what they do is they age up the girl, the characters and Daria is immediately like, Oh, cool. Great. Now, now I get to be the star in this. Oh, convenient <laughs> and finance financing again stepped in there it's like no 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 we want an american to play the lead because we think that it'll help our sales and uh what they do is that they cast uh jessica harper uh who was i she's from evanston or will but she, she's actually from our neck of the woods ah. weirdly enough yeah so that's right mike anyway, and i so, are both from chicago <laughs> yeah so um so Daria is like, I all right. Well, if I can't play the lead, then I can play the the other main girl, Sarah, who's like her best friend. And for a minute, that's uh, what she's going to do. And then she gets an injury. And oh, I've no. seen mentions of this injury in interviews and, and articles. And I, I have no idea what the exact injury is, but it keeps her from acting in the movie. She does appear in the movie when Jessica Harper first arrives uh, at the airport. She walks past. Daria. I mean, she, mm. she's on the screen, but it's like, but Daria's influence is primarily in writing it, conceiving of it, and also crafting out this look because the look of the film. It's iconic. I mean, I have, I don't even know if I've actually seen it, but I know like the look of Suspiria because it is like a right. horror. It's like an icon of horror. Yes. Yes. It, it is. In fact, I, I, you know, the look that she had begun to kind of craft out uh, on deep red is kind of brought up to like, you know, it's cranked up to 10 in Suspiria. So, yeah. and we, uh, not saying that if, if it wasn't for her, but, nah, uh, 
actually in, in ins and outs, but uh, I would say that one of the main reasons that Suspiria is as iconic as it is, could, we can draw a very direct line to Daria Nicolati's. Influence. No doubt. Based on what you just said, no doubt. So um, right after uh, Suspiria, mm-hmm. uh, she uh, goes off to play the lead in Shock, which is the final film of Mario Bava before he passes away. And so she, uh, I, I kind of like, so she has like two very uh, significant ties with two of like the main names of, of Giallo. Um, you know, uh, she's married to Argento and she would remain married to him for about 10 years and they do five films together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very easy to say that like these five films are like, I mean, if you're going to watch Argento, you're going to watch these five films, right? right. Uh, plus Bird with the Crystal Plumage. So six, six movies, five of them. She's like tied at the hip with creatively, and uh, she uh, she plays Anne in Tenebra. Uh, she plays Elise in the sequels of Suspiria, uh, Inferno, hmm. which, which is also the second of the Three Mothers trilogy. And uh, IMDb also mentions an uncredited story by credit, so I have to assume that she's doing rewrites. She's ideas for the story. Yeah, that's a that's a that. I mean, they're creative. Her they're creative partners, really, from what you've said. Yeah. She plays Frau Bruckner in Phenomena, starring a very young Jennifer Connelly as a girl who can control insects with her mind, Ooh. and uh, which also includes a very entertaining uh, monkey attack. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Daria co-stars as Evelyn in Delirium, which is uh, not directed by Argento, but is directed by Lamberto Bava, who is Mario Bava's son. And uh, so he's also like a major, major name in this in this uh, subgenre. And uh, she plays Mira in opera, which is uh, I would say opera is opera is I would say perhaps Argento's best directed movie. Like he really just directed the fuck out of that movie, Mm. and it's unfortunately it's the last movie that they work on together uh, until the 2000s but for I, I i would have to assume that you know their relationship is perhaps falling apart by this time because i and she's i she plays a role in opera and then like right after this they divorce and somewhere they have a kid in the middle of that right yeah um asia is born um at some point in time in the course of this entire thing but the first movie that she does after that is she writes a screenplay with a guy named uh, Luigi Cozzi uh, for a movie called Paganini Horror. Keep in mind that her grandfather, Casella, had a grandfather mm-hmm. who used to hang out with Paganini. Right. And, uh, and of course, Daria would be t- you know, uh, well aware of Paganini's music because she's a very, very cultured person, right? right. And so uh, she co-writes this screenplay and she also co-stars as Evelyn, who uh, is the woman who owns the property where uh where it takes place but anyways uh paganini horror is okay as a movie but it has uh importance to me because uh i lifted heavily from it for death metal (laughs) and when i was shooting death metal uh people used to accuse me of ripping off a movie called deathgasm more and when i put out death metal i'm guaranteed people are going to accuse me of ripping off studio 666 <laughs> and all those people are wrong i am ripping off a movie just not but those paganini horror <laughs> i'm ripping off paganini horror <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> with the idea that uh, we have a band, their music kind of sucks, they need some inspiration, so they find like an old piece of music that Paganini had never uh, showed anybody, and it turns out that, that that's like his contract with the devil and they try to incorporate it into their song and it summons the devil and this guy is going around and giving her no hard time and maybe it's the spirit of Paganini we don't know that da, 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 da. so what are you using my podcast to promo your own upcoming film <laughs> my- I I'm mostly doing this because I want the world to watch these movies and I want the, the world to be aware of the uh, the amazing talents of Daria and Nicolai. I know. I'm just teasing you. That's what friends do, Mike. I okay. know. At least anyway. friends from Chicago. I feel like that's – is that a Chicago <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I she's done um, – she does a, a bunch of, of stuff without Argento. Uh, you know, she works with uh, Asia on two movies, uh, Viola – Baccia Tutti, which I'm sure I'm butchering, and uh, another movie called Scarlet Diva that uh, Asia directed. Mm. And so, but like, uh, there, there's a period of time where she's like kind of only sort of working. Uh, mm. Although finally in 2007, she comes back and she plays a small role in the third part of the Three Mothers trilogy, uh, Mother of Tears, that Argento directs. Ooh. And, um, it's not my favorite of three, but it is like you never want to watch a trilogy not get done, you know. Right. So anyway, so sadly, Daria Nicolotti passed away on mm. November twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty. Wow, just very, recently. very, yeah, I know. Re- recent enough that I was saddened that I never had the chance to meet this wonderfully talented woman who was uh, directly tied to a cycle of this very specific type of an era of movies that I dearly, dearly love, you know, kind of in some way that like, you know, I was very sad when Basil Polidorus passed away. I never had the chance to meet him uh, yeah. at the very least. So I could say, just say, thank you. Anyway, um, that is Daria Nicolotti. Dario Nicolotti. What a great broad. Thank you, Mike, for bringing her today. My sincere pleasure. To learn more about Daria Nicolodi, see pictures of her and clips from her films, visit broadsyoushouldknow.com. While you're there, click on over to the About page and read more about Mike. His bio, photo, links to all his cool stuff, and his social. Are you following Broads You Should Know yet? We're on Facebook and Instagram at Broads You Should Know and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. To suggest a broad, fill out the form on our website or email us at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. Are you a really big fan of this podcast? If so, then you should help spread the word about us. Share us with your friends and your family. Leave us a review. That really helps new listeners to find us. Broads You Should Know is produced by me, Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye, with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, if you loved this episode about Daria Nicolodi, then you should also check out some of our other episodes, especially Alice Guy Blachet, Eartha Kitt, Hedy Lamar, and Jennifer Nelson. See you next week for another Broad You Should Know.